Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Frank Martineau. I think you're going to see the guy that was in college versus the guy we saw with the Bears. Because Matt Canada, OC for the Steelers, last year in his first year there, I mean, he, he couldn't run his offense because yeah. Big Ben's not mobile. Right. I think you're going to see a totally different version Absolutely. of Trubisky. That's true. Not the guy we saw in Chicago, but a guy that was with Brian Dable and that system and Josh Allen as a backup at Buffalo. That's the guy you're going to see in Pittsburgh. I don't know who that was. Was that Freddie Coleman also jumping in there? That was Freddie Coleman jumping in because that is Ian Fitzsimmons. Fitzsimmons, yes. Um, I think that's uh, an interesting take. I don't get... I don't understand the all of a sudden Trubisky is healed people. I do. Yeah, you do, and you're one of them. I'm like, one of them, yeah. <laughs> there's like this blind faith... In Mitchell Trubisky. Listen, I'm not like this huge, like Mitchell Trubisky hater, but people couldn't stand the guy in Chicago. Like, I mean, they they couldn't stand him. They were killing him left and right. Like, it looked ugly. I think some of Chicago, uh, like Nagy and those guys, played a huge role in that shirt. He goes to what well, he went to Buffalo last year, right? Mm-hmm. And right, he got healed. Like, like all good. I mean, Blake Bortles went to L.A. He didn't get healed. Like he was with McVay. Like it, it wasn't, he didn't get the magic potion. He, yeah. And, and and now like there's this sense like that Trubisky went to Buffalo behind Josh Allen, but even more so. Oh, he's with Pittsburgh. He's my time. Everything's okay here. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just show it to me. Listen, there are some numbers that you can spin in, in Trubisky's favor, even in Chicago. His win-loss record was actually really good. Twenty-nine and, and twenty-one. Yeah, it was re- really good considering the like the the talk about him. Uh, it was not good looking a lot, you know, and so I understand he doesn't have to do everything in Pittsburgh. I understand there's there's a, a great culture in Pittsburgh and there's reason to buy into some of that. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, aren't they asking if Mitchell Trubisky can be Trent Dilfer? Yeah, I mean that's really what they're asking, right? Yeah, run the ball, who asks make, that now? Make a player too. Nobody asks that, and nobody's okay with that anymore. Like, nobody yeah. wants that situation. Yeah, I think he can be more than Trent Dilfer, right? He can move. I think you can do some things that they haven't been able to do with Big Ben as long as I've been alive or as long as I've seen the Steelers play, right? Trubisky can move. Uh, you could potentially run some cool things, but I think they also have good receivers. Like, Big Ben didn't really have much at the end there, but Deontay Johnson is a good player. Like, Chase yeah, yeah. Claypool for... The rookie season was pretty good and took a step back, but I think they have enough weapons around Trubisky to make some plays and do some exciting things. They got tight ends as well with Firemuth, so I think their weapons are good. I think Trubisky, to like you don't agree with it, and that's fine. Like I think he got a bad rap. It didn't always look great, but at the end of the day, you throw 64 touchdowns and 38 interceptions. That's not bad. You, you know what's amazing about you? I Is, can't really imagine. Uh, like. You're kind of Debbie Downer, negative young guy. Yeah, that's fair. Like, like that's fair characterization, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you smile some, and, and Very life's rarely. good. Like, like all that. But, but, I mean, you got a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And yet you're going to bat for Sam Darnold last year and get a jersey and Mitchell Trubisky. 
I tell you what, don't even think about putting those Trubisky jerseys on sale. I'll get two of them. I mean, that is the like I can't figure you out, man. I mean, that doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, listen. I figure you'd be pile on guy to those guys. Nah, sometimes you see the potential in people. You understand what they can be or what maybe they uh, they got a bad rap. Listen, Sam Darnold, I might have been wrong, folks, but you know when Christian McCaffrey was healthy, he's never lost a football game. So <laughs> three zero, right? Yeah, you know what. Maybe I was wrong Small about that. Sample, but I'm 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 right about this one, right? This guy, let him play a little bit. They're going to be good. I got a bet back here the Steelers would win ten games. Yeah, and I like that's like I could see it. If Trubisky's good, they could shock. They got the defense, and they they certainly have the defense. And if Trubisky can get them guys the ball and they're rolling, I think they could really get rolling. I mean, listen, Tomlin's a guy who's never been under five hundred, right? That's him. Like never. Yeah, never once. And and a couple of years ago, and I, I lose track of my years. Uh, I think the pandemic took years off my life or something, or it felt like it was three years long. I don't know, but I lose track. But when Roethlisberger got hurt a couple of years back, and they still went eight and eight. Yeah. Like that was unbelievable. Exactly, and those you know? and those dudes, right? No disrespect to uh, Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. But I'm taking Trubisky over both of those guys, right, Brent? You agree with that? Yeah, I would. Okay, so there but, we go. But here, here's your one problem, okay? The division's and, and better. The division's a lot better. Yeah. A lot better. I mean, Cincinnati was no, awful. Cleveland, I don't think that was their year. I think it was uh, – oh, actually, that might have been their year, though. It, it was. It was It was that year. You're right. Um, so, like, I, maybe it wasn't awful, but it, was, it feels a lot different now. Uh, and, and one more thing about that, and I didn't know we were going to talk Mitchell Trubisky that much, but – what the heck? Uh, here we are. And I, I say, like, is he Dilfer? And, and I understand, like, that's like a bad thing to say. I, I don't really think there is a lot. that Like, a lot of times the Jags ask Bortles to be Dilfer-esque. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, now, these, I think I think these guys are more skilled than Dilfer was, quite frankly. Like, Dilfer, the, <laughs> you forget about it, but it's like, it's like he, he never threw a pass. He wasn't Mac Jones against the Bills. You know, I mean, he still had to make plays, mm-hmm. you know, for them to win. But the idea was they could really run the football and they could really play defense. The Steelers are good in parts. They're not the Baltimore Ravens of 20 years ago. Like, I don't think they're that good on paper. Maybe they turn into that good, but I don't think they're like that. So I'm not even asking from, hey, can they go win a Super Bowl? I'm just asking from, like, a success, can they win the North, make the playoffs kind of thing with Trubisky. Because that would be a huge win for him. Yeah. I, for him to be able to lead that team to, to a, a playoff appearance. And quite frankly, for him to hold off Pickett, who they drafted. Yeah, I think, first of all, if you can take the Bears to the playoffs, anything is possible. But um, I think it would be an accomplishment for them to make the playoffs. I, I think it's reasonable. Like, I understand the division's better, but I think Cleveland is going to have to play Brissett. I'm going to stand by that until Deshaun Watson plays. Yeah. So I they're better than them immediately at that point, in my opinion. And then, yeah, the Cincinnati, the question is, I think we're all going to think they're going to be great again, but are they really? Like, there's probably going to be a step back somewhere in there unless they're just great. So you do that, you keep the coaching, everything the same in Pittsburgh. Like, they got a chance. I think Baltimore's going to be legit, though, too. Yeah, Baltimore's going to I mean, it's a good, just a good division. It's a really good division. Yeah. Like, we talk about the AFC West. It, to your, like, let's just say, Trubisky's good. If Trubisky's good, the AFC North might be just as good as the AFC West. Oh, 100%. 100%. Maybe better. Sleepy good. Because I don't yeah. think people are talking about it like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I've seen, well, what did we see? The, the odds to win. When was the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers' odds to win the AFC North 
were number one last in the division, and number two, like, distant last in the division. I think it, the, the odds you gave me the other day, it was plus 200 for a couple of teams, like Baltimore and Cincinnati, and it was plus 850 yeah, that's for the right. Steelers. That was plus right. Plus 850. Like, I don't remember a time when the Steelers had that little a chance to win the division. From an odd standpoint. Yeah, absolutely not. I feel like because of how bad Cleveland's been, it's been a long time. By the way, they are the same odds as the Jags to win the AFC, plus 5,000. Really? There's only two teams below them, the Jets and the Texans. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Jags are both plus 5,000 odds. I tell you what, man, there's some... Bro, I'm betting on that. That's wild that Pittsburgh would be... uh, That's wild that Pittsburgh is that low. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe Vegas isn't as bullish on your Sam Darnolds and Mitchell Trubisky's of the world is what we're getting. <laughs> what do they know? What do they know? Hey, uh, let's stay in the AFC North. Okay. So Lamar Jackson's a big conversation, right? He, he reported this week for minicamp, but just to take a physical. It, you can't get on the field if you're Lamar Jackson until you have a new contract, right? 100%. 100%. Not for the Ravens, no. I, I wouldn't even really practice at all because you could get hurt. Obviously, you got to stay in shape and everything, but... Yeah, no, I'm uh he's voiced that he really wants to be there. And so that's a good sign. Like he doesn't it's not like a trade situation. He wants them he wants to be there and he's dynamic. He's more dynamic than any other quarterback in the league, including Deshaun Watson in my opinion. So yeah, I'm not stepping foot on field if I'm him, but if I'm the Ravens, get it done. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, man, I I'm not gonna lie. I think Lamar Jackson is a tricky situation. I think I think Lamar Jackson, uh, I think we're going to get here a little bit with Kyle Murray because there's so much to buy into, but there's some stuff that you hesitate. Now, you're going to be like, Brent, don't put those two in the same breath. And, and uh, you're yeah, right there, right? Because Lamar Jackson has been better. Mm-hmm. He won an MVP, and he's proven to be better. And Lamar, uh, Kyle Murray uh, might have a better ceiling, actually. He just hasn't shown it yet. He's in a better situation. Uh, and he's better. Uh, yeah, probably better In terms situation. of weapons, I guess. Because they've. that's the one thing the Ravens have done him no favors in terms of Lamar Jackson. They trade away the only receiver he really had. J.K. Dobbins gets hurt. That's unlucky. But they've really done not a lot around Lamar, which is weird why they're still as good as they are, in my opinion. Like, Rashad well, Bateman is their number one. Yeah, so that's a fair point. You know what's crazy is... Uh, part of the reason of that, Casey, and I wonder, is they have built this offense around him, which is not your typical offense. They built this whole kind of style, which actually is a style of the Ravens. They like to pound you and, and, and run it and all those things. But it's just different. Uh, it's not like uh, uh, you'd have to change. Uh, you know, you'd have to change things up if Lamar would go somewhere else to fit the system they're running in Baltimore. And credit to them for doing that. Uh, not to say Lamar wouldn't fit in other systems. They're, they're, that's a different. That's not what I'm saying here. But I just think they've catered it to fit his strength so well, and now they do it pretty well, that I wonder if it's cost him the opportunity to, for them to invest in receivers. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. their style is they want to be always good on defense and always good in special teams. That's kind of the way they are. That's the way Harbaugh works. But they also want to be so physical to the point of the kind of tight end they get, the kind of offensive line they invest in, the running backs they invest in. And then it's like, okay, then we'll worry about the receivers. But we're not worrying about going five wide, you know, like other teams are. 
And and so I yeah. just wonder a little bit of how they're constructed and built plays off the style that they're trying to build around Lamar. Uh, Lamar has been so much so much better than so many of us would have thought he would be in the NFL. Yet why do I think around Lamar Jackson there's still always this like, okay, is he always going to do this? You know? Yeah. I I I mean, don't you do you sense that or do I just sense that? Um, you sense that people feel that way, that maybe even the Baltimore Ravens kind of feel that way? There's probably a sense that it's extremely tough to sustain it yes. because it's just there such a go. dangerous way to play. So, yeah, there's obviously risk there. Um, so, yeah, that I would say that does play in because you, in, in terms of the Ravens, you probably struggle giving a guy a you know six-, seven-year contract, whatever it is, when really it could all go down in one play, and that's kind of the risk you take in that situation. But still, I think the potential that you have outweighs the risk. Outweighs the risk. There we go. In my opinion. Well, here's what else is interesting. When Lamar is bad, like even if it's for two quarters or three quarters, it's like really bad. It's horrible. Like really, really bad. Like I, I forget what game it was. I think it was a Monday night game. Those first three quarters, he was. Ter- I mean, it was atrocious. Like he couldn't hit, as they would say, the broadside of a barn. And then the fourth quarter, he was unbelievable and rallied him back. So I think that inconsistency concerns people and uh, probably concerns when you're about to hand over close to a half a billion dollars in contract. Yeah. The crazy part about Lamar to me is, and again, I'm trying to think like the organization. If I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm not touching a football field until I get paid. That's nope. way too much money. And the way I do play, it does put a little bit of that at risk. Absolutely. So, so I'm not going to do that, even though I think he's a hell of a leader. I think that the way they gravitate to Lamar Jackson is unbelievable. Like, you can see it. I'm not in Baltimore, and you can see it. It jumps off the TV, man. Like, they love it, and, and they get fired up when he makes a play. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. But Because uh, I just don't think there are a lot of people like that, and so he's different in that respect. But if you go back a couple years ago when he won the MVP, I think he was right on the heels of, like, Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP in year number two. If I, yeah, uh, yeah. I, Mahomes did that, right? His second year, didn't he win MVP? Pretty sure. Well, and, second year, but technically, wasn't it really his first year? It was his. Well, real, it was. It was the yeah. first year he played, but it was his second year in the league. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and similar to Which what Lamar similar, did yeah, yeah, yeah. the next year. 100%. Right. So, so you're on the same path as the great Patrick Mahomes. Yet, I'm not sure he's kept that path. Is my point. So, Mahomes signs ten years, five hundred million dollars, whatever it was. Hmm. Don't you feel like Herbert and Allen are more in the Mahomes group now than Lamar? And I'm not saying Lamar's like now where Kyla Murray is or where you name it guy is. I'm just saying he's not where Mahomes, maybe Allen, and even like Herbert are headed. Yeah, it's a good point. I think... When I think of what you just described, like where Mahomes is, Mahomes can make every throw. I Josh Allen can make every throw for me. Any throw you need, Josh Allen's going to make it. He might have to actually like look at the person he's throwing to, unlike Mahomes. But for me, Josh Allen's making every throw. Herbert's getting there. And I think that is the problem with Lamar in terms of that category. I think he's right there, but in a... You know, a situation where I need a throw on the sideline, like I don't know for sure that Lamar's going to make that throw, and I think that's the the separator for me because he's 
just as electric, if not more electric, than Josh Allen with his feet. They do it different ways. Obviously, Josh Allen's looking to run you over. Lamar's looking to run past you. But I think if Lamar gets to that point where we sit there and feel confident that he can make every throw, he's above and beyond Josh Allen and Mahomes for me. But he has to get to that point because he's not there. The last time we saw him, he's not making every throw. He's making a lot, and it looks effortless just flicking his wrist. It's pretty cool to watch him throw, but he doesn't make every throw like Mahomes and Allen. That's the separator for me. Yeah, yeah, and it just feels a little different. But, and so that's the thing. Like, So is he worth $45 million a year? Like he might be in a different way. So you got to wrap your arms around that, and the Baltimore Ravens did that one time already. Uh, so it's just it's these contracts are so crazy. Uh, that I, I wonder if it like I don't know where you fall in between what Derek Carr just got and well I do know I mean Derek Carr got three years and Patrick Mahomes got ten years right sure uh, I forget what Josh Allen got but my point being is maybe Lamar Jackson's going to be a five year guy well yeah I mean that's the thing with me I think if I'm the Ravens and I'm making that decision I pay the man a boatload of money for three four years. Just because you have to be worried about, well, not worried, but you have to be cognizant of it. at some point that style of play is going to go away. It just doesn't work. Somebody just brought up Michael Vick on the stream, and, like, it was great when it was great, and then the injuries, and it goes away, and it's not great anymore. So I think, obviously, Lamar might not be into that, but if the money's right, the money's right. And I think a short-term deal is better for, like, the Ravens. That's what I'd be pushing for. But I'd pay the man what he's worth and more just to get him to take a shorter deal so you're not maybe stuck to it if he does get hurt. Yeah, the big thing here is if you're Lamar Jackson, I wouldn't go out there until you do it, the, until you're, you get that signed contract. Uh, and then there, there's one more step here, again, in, in this conversation, if you're in Baltimore and Lamar Jackson and everything else is, well, those other guys now have been either to the Super Bowl or on the doorstep when I'm talking about Josh Allen. Obviously, Herbert hasn't done it yet, but he's still in his infancy compared to those other guys. And, I mean, Josh Allen did everything to get to the Super Bowl. He just couldn't avoid a coin toss, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes has been there a couple of times, and they're always on the doorstep. And let's be honest, Baltimore really hadn't been that close yet. Not, a, not that close yet. And so does that change the number a little bit because you got to win that time of year too yeah. and do it that time of year. So uh, it'd be, it's going to be an interesting negotiation, and I'm sure it's like they're knee-deep into the negotiation by now, but uh, fascinating what behind the scenes the conversation is like uh, with a client like Lamar Jackson, his game, his style, his resume, and then the outlook and down-the-road nature of what you want to do from a, an organizational point of view, even though you love the guy. Uh, I, I think it's a fascinating um, contract to watch and see how it gets done. It's going to get done in favor of the player. It will get done. Yeah. Uh, just a matter of time and, and what it kind of looks like But uh, will be interesting. The other thing with Baltimore is, like, what option do you have? Well, that's the thing. That's why it's going to get done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, like, these teams have no option. Like, they really don't. If you think you have the guy, you got to, well, pay the guy. Look what San Francisco did. They thought they had the guy. They paid Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah, we think we can get a better guy. Yeah. Well, it's a, that's a costly proposition because guess who they still have? Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> that is true. Still paying him a lot of money. <laughs> they, they paid a lot to go get their next guy in terms of investment in the draft capital, and they're still paying a lot for Jimmy Garoppolo. Got to respect it, though. <laughs> so at least they have two guys <laughs> that they may be like. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690.
Welcome back, everybody. Brent Morton in the peanut capital of the world, Dothan, Alabama. Just looked it up. They have 30 peanut companies I right here you. at Dothan. You're you. right. I've got to hit one of these. Well, there's a company, though. Like, I don't, it didn't say they were storefronts. Okay, so you're trying to tell me that you don't think the peanut company would have a at least a small store? I don't know. Like, you know, people say that all th I, I think this is the case, and somebody else can tell me if it's true. But, like, we have Maxwell House right there, right? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, here we downtown. go with this. But yeah. why don't they have, like a, a, like, a coffee shop right outside? In fairness, that is a little tougher, right? You then have to, like, make the coffee and buy cups. These people can just hand you peanuts. <laughs> Put them in a bag and you're ready to roll. Well, you got to still put them in a the bag. What's the difference between putting them in a bag and making coffee? A coffee pot? <laughs> cups? I don't but, know. But seriously, that, that, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Like, like I, I hear you. I understand. You. Well, listen, I get it. Maxwell House is not like Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks. Exactly. Like they don't have storefronts. But, I mean, celebrate it. Own it. Have one. Justin Jackson. Bro. Have one. Do it. One of a kind. Change, like, changing a generation. I don't know the good people at Maxwell House, but I'd be, I'd put one there. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I mean, by the way, like, I'll say this, you need one near the stadium. You really do. A little secret for me is one reason I'm a big, the biggest reason underground that I'm an advocate for anything to be built, Lot J, shipyards, and so I can go get a damn coffee somewhere. There you go. It all comes back to some selfish motivation. <laughs> it is. Like, it's hard to get a coffee near the stadium. That is fair. You got to go. Uh, there's a, there's a, I forget the name of the place now. I should give it a shout out, but it's down the road on Bay Street now. They do have that. But, again, I'm going to get in my car, go like a mile down. Like, I can't just walk to it. I feel like I should be able to walk to go get a coffee from the stadium. Yeah. I know you're usually busy on, like, those days when the Jags play, but, like, we, it sounds like an opportunity for us. We could just That's open true. a little thing. That's true. Maybe at the Duval House, I just start brewing coffee. Out coffee. That's a good one. That's a good idea. Brent's Coffee started at the Duval House. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you want your name on it too? Yeah, please. If I mean, if I'm gonna actually, help. Actually, Casey's Coffee sounds a little better than Brent's. It does. It, you know, there's a nice flow to it. That's good. Yeah. Sorry, I Brent. Can, hey, pick you out. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Brent's Beans. That's fair. Brent's Beans sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> that is not bad. Like, I, I, I have some buddies, they like the coffee as well. And uh, the coffee. Uh, uh, my, one person in particular might even be listening, I don't know. He has, like, this grand plan for a coffee shop. Um, and I can't give it up, but he has this grand plan. Okay. And so uh, I would like to run into some money. So I could someday, like, build a, that coffee shop for him or help him out or whatever. And then I'm just going to do my show out of the coffee shop. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. You know? I remember your grand plan to do the, you want to do the show out of a coffee shop. Yeah, place. I think someday in my life I want to, at some point, like, even if I'm retired, I think I'm just going to do my show every day out of a coffee shop. The only problem with that is it's three to six. Well, you drink coffee three to six. What's yeah, the problem? I, I do, but it's probably better if I went to the morning. Hey, listen, I hate to say it to you, right? But if you're going to go to the morning, you're going to need some a new producer. You know? <laughs> listen, <laughs> that's all right. listen I, by the time this happens, you ain't producing this show anyway. Yeah, right? yeah that's fair. <laughs> I mean, this is, 
There's no chance you're producing this show. This is, now, I could reference Goodwill Hunting here if you had seen it. Haven't. But this still. would be the moment where I'd be like, I don't want you still producing the show. Mm. That many years. Well, I got your long email today. It sounds like you don't want me here at all. Yeah, that's right. Just making plans for it. We like to see people grow. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, that's pretty uh, much what it was. But we're glad that you're here today uh, on Action Because there's no other alternative. I ran into this uh, as we we're talking about Lamar Jackson, Spotrack, who does all the uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. salaries. Actually, just tweeted this 11 minutes ago now. That's lucky. So while we were talking about it, maybe he's listening. Uh, to, he says, if they don't go to a contract extension on Lamar Jackson and they go down the franchise tag route instead, he would get $23 million in his, he's currently on a fifth-year option, okay? So that's $23 mm-hmm. million. Next year, how about this? $45.5 million is projected exclusive tag. That's insane. And then you go up like 120%. $54.6 million is the second tag. So he'd make 123 million over three years on the tag alone. Yeah. See, like that's Kirk Cousins, right? Cousins did a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, like, if I'm Lamar there, like, I know you want the long-term security, but like, 54 for doing 17 games and some practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, 54. I know it's crazy, man. They, I'm not even mad at it. Like, here's the deal. Like, see, I I get Kirk Cousins doing it, and all these guys could get injured. But we were just talking about this. The style, Lamar knows his style, too. Yeah. Right? Lamar has to protect himself. And that's why the tag doesn't work for Lamar in his camp as well as maybe it does for some others. Like, that's not a bad option for a lot of people to go get $123 million guaranteed over the next three years mm-hmm. and then still be, I don't know what Lamar is now, but 27 maybe. So still be 30, 31 years old. I mean, you've got plenty of time to play quarterback still at an elite level. So then go get your seven-year deal worth, you know, $400 million at that time, maybe $500 million at that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could really make a lot of bank, but I just don't know if it fits. If I was advising Lamar, be like, wait a minute now, that's not a bad option. That's a lot of money, and that's cool, but you want to make sure you're covered as much as you can be covered, not get $123 million guaranteed over three years. Get 123 million guaranteed right now. <laughs> Fair, you know. Yeah, and and so that's the difference I think uh, with Lamar Jackson. Hey, NBA Finals tonight. Uh, you you guys, I feel like there's a feeling the Warriors are going to close them out. The ebbs and flows of this series. I tweeted this the other night watching it. I, I didn't think the Celtics had a chance in this series before it started. Then after three games, I was like, wow. I mean, the Warriors just are not what they were this entire playoffs. And the Celtics are really playing well. I'm not saying it's over, but I feel really good about Boston. Now these last two games, holy cow, don't feel good at all about Boston. Yet I think Boston's going to win tonight, and that will set up a pretty good game seven. Uh, I just got to believe Jason Tatum comes to play in the fourth quarter for the first time in a couple of games. Yeah, if he doesn't, I mean, that's a whole other conversation that we'll be having potentially tomorrow. But, yeah, he's got to step up. And I think the thing about Boston that's interesting is, it's either six and five or five and six because I heard on the Sports Center update. But they're not great at home in the playoffs. They're either one game above or one game below. I forget exactly what it is. But the point of the story is they're not unbeatable at home by any stretch of the imagination. So 
I think Brian had a good stat a couple days ago, or Aaron, somebody had a stat. I don't know. A lot of people work here now all of a sudden. But uh, Steph Curry, after he shoots horribly, he comes back and just lights it up. I do believe that will be the case. Clay Thompson is obviously still the X factor for me. And Wiggins all of a sudden is doing the thing. He's that close to winning a title, obviously, that he's been looking for for a long time. So I think everything's going in the way of Golden State. I think they win tonight. I, I think they continue the dynasty or potentially end the dynasty looking at salaries and who will have to leave and all that kind of situation. But I, I really think they get it done tonight. I think Boston's out of gas. I think Tatum's really hurt. It, yeah, he probably is hurt. Um, he's still getting 27 and 10, man. Why can't you do it for three quarters and not the fourth? You know, he's been yeah. – ever since he, he he went out of the game, like whatever, I think it was the Miami series early, it looked like a pretty bad injury. He's fought through it. And so while I understand playing hurt, I appreciate him playing hurt. I appreciate the – yeah, no, he's probably more hurt than he's letting on. He's not using that as an excuse. Appreciate all those things. Respect all that. Sure. But I also can't use it as an excuse when I've seen you deliver for, like, six games in a row if you bridge the Miami and, and Warrior Series, and now all of a sudden you go absent at the most important time of the game, and you're still putting up 24, 27 points. Like, it's not like you're... your minutes are way down. You're not taking shots because it hurts so much. The shots just aren't falling. I... You're just, like, not even there. It's like, He's not forcing it. I'm not, I'm not saying the best thing to do is force things, but when you're the star player, sometimes you force things. Mm-hmm. And he's not doing that. It's like he doesn't really want the ball. This doesn't feel like a situation where he thinks the team's better off if he doesn't want the ball. I, I, I just can't get there watching this series that I think he's that hurt. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting way to look at it. I think if that's the case, right, you don't have nothing left in the fourth quarter, then don't play in the second quarter. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you yeah. can't play four quarters, like if you're – and I don't mean that in like a disrespectful way because I can't play 14 seconds, but like I'm I'm being serious. If If you're a superstar in this league, you play every minute of the game. Kevin Durant, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, you can play every minute. Giannis is another one. So if you're not that – and you you can't do that at this point in your career, then do not play a lot in the second quarter or the third quarter. Now, granted, probably need that second half, but be more fresh for the fourth quarter if that's what it takes to score points in the fourth quarter when it's most important. So I'm with it there. One thing that's interesting, uh, Barton Hahn earlier today, Doris Burke was on, who's obviously on the radio call, so she's seen everything, even stuff that's not on camera. And she said she's been disappointed in Tatum in terms of his body language, that stuff that maybe we don't see. Um, she cited an example where he threw a pass to uh, Williams that didn't get caught and then threw his arms up in the air and kind of made a scene about it on the court, which I don't remember seeing on TV. But she said there's been a lot of that from him, and that's just another thing that maybe say he's not the superstar that we thought he was becoming because his attitude really hasn't been there the last couple of games is what she was saying. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, he's got to fix it. They, they don't win without him. Listen, Jalen Brown, the other parts, these guys, are they can be good. Some of them look like they're running out of gas. I get the narrative about all the games they had to go through. I, I appreciate that. I think there's some real nature to that. The bottom line is it doesn't matter. You condition all off year, you, uh, all off season. You do all this work. You put your body through the, the ringer to, to perform right now. Mm-hmm. And, and we've all... I don't know if we've all done this, but, like, we, we all think we've run on adrenaline before, right? Sure. It's time to run on adrenaline. I'm going to say something else that I don't think is that popular. Oh, boy. I don't think either one of these teams is that good. See, like, they're the last two teams in it. 
I know, but my point being, like, historically speaking, like, the Warriors are a great build, right? Their construction, their, their run over eight years. Uh, this is the worst addition of a championship Warriors team. Is it because they don't have KD? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just telling you, like, I don't think they're, I don't think either team is, like, that good. And, and I think we get here sometimes. Like, I mean, the Cavs were there sometimes when they weren't that good. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's teams sometimes that go. Like, the Warriors, when they did have KD and when they went on that crazy run, like, they were unbelievable. The Celtics, the last time they were in it, I mean, they had the big three. Yeah. Like, they were really good. Like, they could compete with almost anybody who ever played in an NBA championship. This is just not going to be – This is these are not those kind of teams is my point. You couldn't match this team up with 10 of the winners of the 2000s. I don't think, and they would win. I'll let you have it. Yeah, I just don't think. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, is this, is this, like, exquisite, unbelievable basketball like we've seen in the NBA Finals before? Ask yourself that question. Yeah. And that's, that's where I come to, like, yeah, I think these teams have warts. They're not that good. Credit to them for getting this far. Credit for them for winning it. I mean, they're really good but it's relative to the rest of the league here in 2022. That may and be maybe fair. the league just wasn't that good this year from a team perspective. I give you that. It's not that much of a knock on them. I know it sounds bad. It does, yeah. But, I mean, I'm just being real. Like, I think we have seen, I'm not talking about the 80s and 90s. I think we've seen 15 teams in the last 20 years a lot better than these two. Well, we appreciate you being real here, Brent. I am a real talker. And I'm Action News Jacks gets real on ESPN 690. Capital of the world in Dothan, Alabama. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Please welcome from Rancho Santa Fe, California, Phil Mickelson. I didn't boo him. Yeah, I'm glad you caught my drift on why I played that. Like, yeah. I'm glad that was your reaction because, yeah, I mean, I was scrolling through Twitter. I found it, and I thought it was a pretty good ovation. Like, it didn't really cut off, and, like, he he went up to the ball pretty quick. That's, why I think, why it stopped. But I thought it was a good ovation, and I, yeah. ex- I expected it to be good, though, with Phil. But it wasn't a thunderous ovation. No, he's had louder. Yeah. But it could have been worse. But it could have been worse, too. You're I think right. a lot of people would have expected worse, to be honest with you. Uh, it would have been really interesting to see, like, because, you know, Boston has, Boston, I think some people try to live up to what Boston's supposed to be in terms of fandom, and New York has the same thing, right? I think they just, like, it's a little bit of an act sometimes, is my point. And so, like, Beth Page Black gets real rowdy. And mm-hmm. I wonder if they had returned to Bethpage Black, would it have come with a lot more vigor? It's a good word. I don't know. Uh, but, again, I think sometimes both Boston and New York, I don't know if it's always genuine. I think they're playing a little bit of a role. Um, I actually think that way in the media, too. I think the media is trying to live up sometimes to the history of the cities that they represent and cover. And it's like, well, you got to be – Philly's like this, dude. you got to be tough. We're, we're from Philly. Yeah. We're tough. We're hard. We're the – you know, yeah, whatever. You know, uh, I, I just think I, – I, I don't know if X guy that's working in New York would be as much of a, you know, 
seemingly curmudgeon-y, negative, oh, I got to go after this guy if he was working in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. You're using a lot of good words right now, by the way. Curmudgingly or whatever you just said. Yeah, I just think they play the role. And, and, I mean, you got to be able to play the role sometimes, I guess. Uh, But I also think that's also not fully genuine. So, um, anyway, that just crossed my mind. It's like Beth Page Black comes to mind because I think that's a great venue for – I love the venue anyway, but I think it's a great venue for, um, you know, some of that angst to show up. Hmm. And I I don't know if Brookline Country Club – it, although it's Massachusetts, I'm not sure it's fully representative of Boston. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, by the way, Brookline Country Club, as I put in quotes here, mm-hmm. versus Beth Page Black, which is not a country club. Exactly. Like, I think it plays to the personas of the course as well. Uh, so anyway, I, I just, I, it, it was an interesting ovation. Phil Mickelson's playing awful golf, by the way. As expected. Like, terrible, right? I, I think he's yeah, it's four bad. or five over, over after six. He four-putted, like, one of the holes or something. And that, by the way, that was atrocious, the four-putt. bad. Yeah. Well, at least they let the ball stop moving. Um, That's fair. Uh, kick. Uh, hold on, i got to look up this guy's name. No. U.S. Open leaderboard, if you're looking for it. That's this guy's first name. Calum Tarrin is your leader, along with David Lingworth, Jacksonville guy, by the way. He lives in Jack's, uh, Jack's Beach. Roy McElroy, you know that name. Joel Damon, Adam Hadwin, uh, all in the lead at three under par. Hadwin's still out there. He's three under And Matt eight. Fitzpatrick. What happened, Brett? Did you do that one on purpose because you know I picked him? No, did you? Did Fitzpatrick on my uh, score sheet just drop the shot? Is that still true? I, I don't know, and I'll tell you why. Um, shout out to NBC for flexing coverage to USA. Oh, they did, huh? Yeah, so now I'm on USA, but Law & Order has to end first, right? So I got eight minutes where I have no idea what's going on. Oh, uh, yeah, Fitzpatrick, I think, through 11, I've got him at 200. I oh, had him yeah. at three, but I think he just dropped a shot. That's Justin just Rose, who was – I thought about picking him in some spots because he's playing good golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's two under. He's in my DraftKings, Brent. Uh, Webb Simpson's two under. You just brought up a good point. Paul Tesoro probably has some good stories as he is – in a trio that includes Dustin Johnson. Yes, he and is. And you wonder what Dustin's hearing along the way that maybe the cameras aren't going to show or pick up. And uh, as for the best live golfer out there right now, it looks like Dustin Johnson at one under par. JT, Justin Thomas, he's one under. So uh, that's the deal at the U.S. Open. You know what's pretty amazing? I was looking at this earlier. Let me see what the number is now so I don't get it wrong. Uh, we're looking at uh, 113 players. All right, we're talking about, I think, a 156-person field, and 113 players are within six shots of each other. Three under to three over. Yeah. I find that amazing, that a golf course can set up, like they can actually set the golf course up to create that. Because you got to figure most of these guys are playing pretty good coming into the open, right? They mm-hmm. want to be playing some of their best golf. That's not always the case. But if you're not playing well, well, you're probably like some of these guys that are down here at uh, 6 over and 7 over and 8 over and 10 over, 11 over, 13 over, all right? Like those guys are just not hitting it well right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they, they're getting eaten alive. But they have set up the golf course. Which There's a lot of good players out there. But that is a, that's 113 within six shots. Which, to me, that's got more to do with the setup than it does with the field. Do you think I'm right there? I do. I think when you have a lot of guys that are scoring exactly the same and, for the most part, scoring the same on the same holes, yeah, that's a setup situation. 
there are obviously holes that are gettable, and that's where things separate. Whose game is really at the highest level? Well, when there's a gettable hole, you make the move. But, yeah, I think you see this a lot, I feel like, in tournaments like this or the PGA where the setup is really the telling the story. The course is the main character, and these guys are just, like, side characters trying to play. But, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I think you're spot on with the course decides what the scores are going to be. But don't we, I, I kind of like that. I think it can go two ways. I think sometimes that feels a little uh, uh, manufactured, calculated, tricked up. So there's a fine line. But I think the golf course is keeping everybody in it, which will make it more entertaining. Yeah. It's better that way. Because, like, people have come back from six shots to win. So you're three over right now. You're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination, especially not at a tough golf course in a U.S. Open. You're not out of it. And that just, honestly, for nothing else, right, I don't know if they're thinking about this, but maybe they are, more gambling money coming in. Because I'm sure there's somebody plus three right now that I'd at least be interested in throwing some money at. That's a good point, you know. And, and hey, it's twofold. It makes the cut really interesting, makes hopefully mm-hmm. the weekend really interesting. And we'll see. Uh, Ty mentioned to me this morning, he's like, hey, the greens look pretty receptive. I said, well, wait until Saturday afternoon. Yeah. You know, that they got to start them somewhere, but you would think they'll be pretty burned out by Saturday and Sunday uh, at the U.S. Open. They usually are in most places. We'll find out. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We've got football at 5, and I begin with a question about the Jags offensive line as we look into the future. That's where we're going next on ESPN 690.